1: Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm your host, Amanda Lamb. In today's conversation with WREL Investigate's senior producer, Randall Kerr, we're going to talk about what happened to all the money that went to the public school systems during the pandemic. So, first of all, welcome to the program, Randall. Thanks, Amanda. Um, set the stage for us. I mean, how much money did these school systems get? When did they get it? I know this was, you know, across the board in North Carolina. And and was that money earmarked for specific things?
0: Yeah. So the pandemic money came in three phases. Right at the beginning of the pandemic, later in 2020, there was a second phase. And then when um, President Biden took office, the American Rescue Plan. So they had three different phases of COVID. And they had to go for very specific things. Schools had a little bit of leeway with smaller pots of money. But a lot of it had to be used for certain things the first pot of money has already expired. So if you didn't spend that, that's gone as of last September. The the next pot of money expires this September. The final pot of money expires in September of 2024. And if you don't use that money, then you have to give it back.
1: Okay. So I know that I'm assuming it's based on population, the number of students you have. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, it's mostly based on your student body size. Obviously, like any type of school funding, there are other factors that go into that socioeconomic factors. I mean, some, you know, poor school systems might get more money, might get a little more money right. you know, because they have higher needs. And, and we're talking over those three plans across the state, we're talking six billion dollars.
1: Right. And I was looking at some of the numbers in your reporting. I mean, Wake County received 443 million, uh, Cumberland County 239 million, and Durham County 191 million. And, you know, a lot of it, I think, according to what you guys have, have looked into, went to cleaning and uh, PPE. That was in the beginning, cleaning the schools and PPE. But then there were some really positive things that came out of the money. For example, in Wake County, they were able to buy Chromebooks for the students. And of course, that helped with the remote learning because before that, I think the number of devices to students was like three to one. So tell me about that situation.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of a, a gift and a curse, I guess, now that we're looking at it with the pandemic kind of in our rearview mirror, is, is schools were forced to upgrade technology. They had to because everything went virtual. So, you know, and Wake County's not alone. School systems all across the state, the country, purchased computers so students could use so they could learn at home. You couldn't leave students behind. Those Chromebooks, in general, they're not the sturdiest laptops. They're not meant to last forever. Sure. Um, You know, they really have a shelf life of three to four years. So if we bought those in 2020, guess what's happening?
1: They're out of date.
0: They're going to start getting out of date if they're not already. So between, you know, damage, dropped computers, uh, and then the computers themselves just no longer functioning like they should, um, school systems are going to be in a pinch really soon once this last pot of money in September of 2024 expires. Wake County uh, estimates that they have about $20 million extra that they don't have earmarked for something already. And they're already planning on using that to, to upgrade or replace Chromebooks. But- as you look down the road technology now is so woven into how these teachers teach they can't go backwards sure they don't sure. want to so now what was a necessity is, is part of the curriculum is part of the curriculum so school systems are having to figure out how they're going to pay to continually upgrade this and these computers and the other thing is you think about it Wake County they estimated you know before the pandemic 3 devices or 1 3 students one device So that's what their IT staff was.
1: And now they had to upgrade that. And
0: now they increased their IT staff. Well, so going down the road, they're going to have to continue to keep the IT. So it's it's going to be a struggle to find money.
1: Well, we're going to talk more about that after the break.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. So let's talk about what they're now using those Chromebooks for because obviously they're not doing remote learning. So they're Incorporating those Chromebooks into pretty much all of their lesson plans, I would imagine.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, my I still have one child that's in Wake County schools and two as of last year, and yeah, they were still going on that on those laptops to get their black, you know, the Blackboard or Canvas to get their assignments to turn in assignments. I mean, it is part of every teacher's class now.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And um, I know that private schools have been doing this for a very long time. And so this is kind of an evolution uh, in the public school system because of you know maybe inequity where one student might have a device and others wouldn't they couldn't they couldn't ask for that but once they have the devices they can ask for it and so it would be impossible it sounds like to take them away. I know the money also helped with something else very important besides the technology. It helped with teacher retention bonuses. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean for that if this money? When this money disappears?
0: Well, with the teacher retention bonuses, you know, there was a struggle to get teachers back in the classroom once schools reopened. There was some apprehension there. Uh, the one good thing, I guess you could say, is every school system also was giving teacher retention bonuses to keep people in the classroom. So once that money goes away, every school system is now on a level playing playing field field, so so that that, that'll probably go back to what we saw pre-pandemic where you're still going to have your wealthy school districts that can afford to pay more because they have a higher local tax base even though some of those low wealth counties are getting more money from the state you know our local money especially here in wake county or in durham or in orange county i mean we can supplement teacher pay locally to keep them here so i think you know that that'll probably go back pretty quickly to what we saw pre-pandemic
1: I gotcha, and and there is money left over, like you were saying. Uh, what's Wake's situation? Because I know certain money is about to expire, and um, then there's more expiration, I guess, the following year. So, what what is Wake, for example? What are they still dealing with?
0: The last the last time I checked the um, the data from North Carolina Department of Public Instruction, Wake County had about between ninety and hundred million that was unspent. Okay, now they already have that money earmarked for certain things. You know, some of it's still teacher pay, some of it's, I mean, look in Wake County, Durham. I mean, they're all struggling with bus drivers. A lot of of money in the early part of the pandemic also went to recruit bus drivers. Um, So a lot of that money is already earmarked. uh, Programs that are still helping kids catch up from lost learning from the pandemic. Very important. Uh, Summer school programs are a huge amount of money. And, and so those summer school programs, are that money's already earmarked even for next summer. So Wake County, like I said, they're looking at, right now they have an excess, their estimate is $20 million, but they already have figured out that that's going to have to go to technology. So, but once that money goes away where's the next $20 million or $25 million going to come from? Yeah. Um, and so they're going to have to go to the county and, and look for money.
1: I mean, that's the big question. So are they talking about, I'm sure they are, talking about ideas, how are they going to fill these budget holes once this money disappears?
0: Yeah, they, the uh, Wake County School Board Finance Committee actually just had a meeting, and they talked about how they are already researching, trying to figure out if there are other ways to find funding from other projects, if there are other nonprofit-type things. Uh, Anything they can do, but you know the message from that finance committee was very clear: the technology is here to stay. We can't let it just go away. So we're going to have to make this work, and that's up to those elected officials to figure out
1: how to make that happen. How to
0: make that happen and convince county commissioners that they need to invest, do that, and if the county commissioners have to pony up more money. That means those of us who pay the county taxes are also going to have to pony up more money.
1: Right, because at the end of the day, these students cannot be competitive in the world if they don't have access to technology.
0: No, and you can't you you can't take away those laptops, and then you you get back to like you mentioned that unlevel playing field where you have kids that have computers and kids that don't. You can't do that, and you yeah. can't. We can't do that. We've seen what it. What it does when everyone has a device and access to device. I mean, you're talking. You think about it. The school systems put up hotspots to help kids even get online if they didn't have access at home. Sure. Rural school systems put hotspots on buses, and kids could go and and sit on the bus and sit on the bus or sit outside the bus and do their homework there. So, I mean, we invested a lot in technology, and it's one of those things that as I started looking into the story about, I, I was thinking more along the lines of, oh, teacher pay. What kind of programs there were for kids to help them stay afloat, whether it's, um, you know, another big pot of money is substitute teachers that they're going to use. Right. And that the school system has said, hey, this really helped when we had permanent substitutes assigned to each school. We've got to keep that going forward, too. So
1: this is all important, but the technology sounds like the biggest piece.
0: That's going to be the biggest piece of the pie. Wake County identified about thirty four and a half million dollars of what They feel needs to be recurring coming out of the pandemic that right now is free. And so that $34 million, that's where they're trying to get creative. But yes, technology is going to end up being the biggest piece of that pie.
1: Randall, thank you so much for breaking this down for us and explaining this. For more news from WREL, sign up for the WREL Morning Briefing Newsletter. You'll be informed and ready to face the day with one concise email sign up at wrelcom slash newsletter. As always, thanks for listening to the WREL Daily Download.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,